change. You're listening to The Substance on the Yellow Card Podcasting Network. Substance is hosted by Stephen Brandt and former Sounders fan of the year at Duffy Alverson and brought to you in conjunction with Away Days Football, the makers of high-quality football-inspired clothing for the casual looking for something to wear to matches. Use code YELLOWCARD at checkout to get 15% off your entire order at awaydaysfootball.com. And now, here's the guys. You know, I had a real evil thought the other day, Duffy. Now that we're going <laughs> into the end of the, oh no, this one's funny, and and Mark Stone's already gonna stop taking my texts after the last one. Nothing bad, but you know the kind of a hole that I am. I tend to be because I mean, I got he's been throughout the whole time going, oh no, 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 I'm not gonna help you with the Boca book. I'm not. It's, you want someone better? You want just someone better? So I got the additional information mm-hmm. flyer from the publisher. And usually what that is is the extra stuff, like the the author picture, which I'm not gonna do. I don't I just don't like pictures of myself. Um the back the back part of it, you know, the summary yeah. on the back and what the title is. So they gave me a list of titles to go and I, I couldn't really decide which one they are. So in my head, I go, screw it. I'm texting Matt. Figuring, Matt's good with texts. Mm-hmm. He's within six hours of texting if he's not at work. So I text right. him, I'm like, hey, help me with something, this or this. He goes, okay, I, I like this, but if it's ro- the normal Matt Marks don't think, but it could be wrong. You might want to run by someone else. I text that guard. I sent back to the publisher your your choice for the book. It's on there. He goes, I hate you. He goes, I, I hate you. <laughs> so anyway, I was thinking. I was thinking when the I was thinking now. Like, okay, we've got a great opening for this pod now. But we're three yeah. years off of you being the. We're we're going to be almost my, my what, five minutes of fame. Ten, yeah, no. three years ago, uh, almost four. <laughs> That's almost three years since yeah. the that. So we got to kind of update that, and we should be putting in something about how eight years in this we've been on this. We should get him to redo it. Then yeah. back in my head, I'm going to love no. that. <laughs> I'm like, no, he will he will pull he will never talk to me again if I do that one. I do it. It'd just take maybe another three years because you know it would probably be low priority. But yeah, no, it, yeah. it doesn't seem like it was that long ago. But yeah, you know, it didn't seem it was that long ago at the year two thousand either. And here it is twenty years ago. So oh uh, yeah, that's you that's know the other thing that's getting me Duffy is that we got to twenty twenty. I'm going okay. This this feels nice. This no, oh lord, because one of the, one of the things that's going to me is here in Buffalo is talking about the four straight Super Bowl losses. Now, for two of them, I was living in Rochester at the time. In the last two, I was yeah. in Minnesota. And they, they flash up when the when Norwood's kick is. I'm going, holy crap, I'm old. Holy crap. Well, I don't say that. I never, I, I'm, I'm not old. I never say that. So I refuse to age, so. My hair doesn't agree. It's getting pretty gray, but other than that, the rest of me and my shoulder doesn't agree either because it's been killing me for ages. But other than that, I'm great. So So anyway, you're lucky you still have a head of hair. Anyway, we're doing something that I should have done last year because, as we know, there's not enough soccer in Duffy's life. He has (laughs) season tickets to pretty much every team in the state of Washington at this point. And he's a member or an owner of other teams around the country. And he does a pod that had to take him almost 40 years to get back into the 
career that he wanted to go go into. Yeah. But finally, used some so, that degree. Finally, hey, when when you could look back and say, "Oh, I never used my degree." Yeah, waited into your fifties, but hell, yeah. you got it done. I right. always I'm not, like. I'm not... yeah. Go ahead. But, no, what, what were you saying with that? Oh, I was saying, yeah, no, I haven't even hit middle age yet, so I got plenty of time. So. Oh, yeah, exactly. But I've always kind of liked these guys online, and I didn't know the GM of this team was also one of my favorite blogs, too. It's yeah. David Falk is on the line. What's up, man? Welcome. Hello. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Hey, how's it going? It is going well. We're just uh, having a little bit of snow out here at sea level, and yeah. the region is right. stocked in a little bit. Yeah, for for me, not too bad. I mean, it's Washington. It it just says snow in the forecast, and half the half the state, half the western side of the state shuts down. So, but that's all right. What are you gonna yeah, do? Yeah, we. I think the thing that people don't get. Um, but half of it is ridiculous panic, but then the other half of it is that we get ice and we have a lot of hills. So yeah. even just a little bit of snow, and it's not like driving in five feet of snow in Minnesota where it's flat. It's yeah. driving on a sheet of ice where the hills are everywhere. So people got to understand that part. But still there is some unreasonable panic usually with snow. Well, but in That's why I park well, up on the street, so. Yeah. You can see my well, car up on the street the now. Pro- yeah, well, the problem with this Minnesota is the snow is that yeah, it gets freezing. The problem is the snow the snow doesn't melt until freaking June anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, you guys have plenty of practice. I lived in Fairbanks when I was a kid, and oh, we would get snow in October, and you know, again, it would the permafrost would start melting in June, so. I certainly remember those days of jumping off our roof into the snow because the snow was so high. Yeah. So what nice. made you decide that I'm going to go from founding a uh, a soccer-based website, which I have, the State of Soccer shirt that you put out a few years ago uh, on a GoFundMe, I still have it, uh, to uh, become GM of a, of a football club, which have, uh, if people don't know, they know me, some of the most awesome jerseys in all soccer because I have both home and away, and they are sh- some of the sharpest shirts in soccer. Just my opinion. Yeah, I had a lot of fun going back and forth with the guys at Icarus FC and you know tweaking the design, and mm-hmm. uh, that was those were big times because it was really the first time that um, sort of my idea of what we could do with our logo was gonna actually be on the field so i was nervous especially i wanted i just i just wanted the guys to feel good in them so yeah yeah, that was but to go back to your first question um it's i guess it's sort of an organic uh transition Mm -hmm. but um because you do something in soccer for a few years and it works or it doesn't work and then you think well what else can i do and uh the, the uh, GoWad.net, I, I sure hope that someone comes along and makes another site like that one because yeah. I'd like to be a fan and read it. But I just didn't want to run it anymore because uh, I wanted to concentrate on the steelheads. But, uh, like, um, but you know, for the, for the longest time, I was doing that. Mm-hmm. And um, right. I met – I mean, it's talk about a way to meet most of the people in Washington soccer – um, at least the ones, the ones who want publicity. Um, yeah. And so uh, that's how we ended up. I ended up getting together with people to help form the Evergreen Premier League, the regional state league yeah. here, and um, and also the Western Indoor Soccer League, and the Northwest Premier League for women. Um, but it was when I was working with the Whistle, the WISL, that I met a player named Andrew Escalante who wanted to start an indoor team up in Smoky Point, Washington. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they were called the Arlington Aviators. Um, but before I remember that they name. got yeah, yeah, but before they got their name, 
um, he contacted GoalWide.net, and we worked together to do an online poll for fans. And Anyway, so I got to know Andrew, and um, a few years later, I think this was maybe, that might have been 2012-ish, a few years later, um, it was sort of getting in my craw a little bit that, that this Snohomish County uh, was sending all these teams to the finals in boys' soccer in high school, and um, it, it's a county of a million people. It has no four-year college, which makes it the largest county in America without a four-year school. And since there's no four-year school, of course, that means no four-year men's soccer program. And mm-hmm. so here's this pretty clear area in Washington that needs help. And near that time, Andrew and then a friend of his who also played indoor, Aaron Burns, they said, hey, let's see if we can get an outdoor team going. Well, of course, I'm all over that because I love doing things like branding and logos. And So at first I started out and I said, what I'll do is net will donate a whole year worth of your website for you guys to get things started. And this was um, 2017. Mm-hmm. And so that's how the Steelheads got started. We held an online vote and – um, my choice didn't win, but hey, I love Steelheads <laughs> now. But we, yeah. it came down to two choices: Cedars or Steelheads. And I kind of liked Cedars. I'm not sure yeah. why. I just did. And uh, I just thought, even though it's close to what the Timbers are doing, and they would, it would have taken us a woodsy direction. I still liked it, but it it lost in a close battle. I think 53 to 47 percent. And so then. We became the Steelheads, and that aligned us perfectly with the Sounders because all, all uh, Timbers people call the Sounders the, the flopping fish or, you know, some yeah. fish-related thing. So, yeah. Um, but And then we went about doing the logo, and I thought that was it. I stood back and watched as other people came into the mix, and um, um, there was a, a season of exhibitions. Right, I, I went down that was with just the more of a barnstormer. Yeah. yeah, it was, and we, in fact, we, um, you know, you, you want to look for signs that things are going well in soccer, but here's here's our sign. Our first ever game, we traveled down to play uh, a team called South Sound FC. They're now called Washington Premier FC, but um, they're one of the better teams in Tacoma, and they've won the Evergreen mm-hmm. Premier League two years in a row now. Uh, we played them, and. The guy I mentioned earlier, Andrew, he scored uh, just an amazing goal like 20 minutes in to put us up 1-0. And we were looking at each other like, uh, because, you know, we had these guys basically didn't even know each other. Well, mm. the final score was 11-1. to <laughs> And clearly uh, the other team woke up and danced all over us, and the guys were out of breath. And so here I am with my camera, you know interviewing the guys, you know, hey, it was your first ever match, and the score, you know. Um, The guys learned a lot, and it was only a few days later, really, that they said, we need a head coach that can figure this out, and Dodgy Kessin, a firebrand of a coach, a really talented guy from Turkey, um, who lives in Snohomish now. I'm wondering how you pronounced his first name. Yeah, Dodgy, Dodgy Kessin. Uh, his his real his full name is actually Dahan Kesem, but um, his nickname is Daji. Um, so that's how everyone refers to him. Anyway, Daji came on right after that eleven to one loss, and you know they've looked better ever since. Uh, yeah, that's an understatement. So, uh, <laughs> you know they're champions, uh, and the WWPL. Uh, that's. How many years has that league been going on? I know it's been a few, or and then now they're starting pro rel, and you have a you have an affiliate uh, team as well, so that's that's cool. Yeah, the um, the way things worked, I still wasn't um, officially going to do anything day to day with the Steelheads, but then in 2018, when I thought they were going to join the Western Washington Premier League which started that year, 
the yeah. club didn't join, and I rechecked in with them and said, "Hey, what you know? Where's the progress?" And it turns out that um, some of the people involved were out of state. Another another person involved, his wife had twins, and basically there was just nobody to apply to join the the Western Washington Premier League in 2018. But I said, you know, that that isn't you know I didn't sign on to build a logo and a website and have this thing fall to the wayside. So right. um, I jumped right back in and became GM and. 2018 then and and we set up some great um some great exhibitions we played the seattle stars of the epl and we and we patched together a pretty good schedule we went down to uh the ocean to play the grace harbor goals um so meanwhile while we were doing that the western washington premier league was having its first season so they were getting mm-hmm. settled while we were still outside the league but in July of 2018, I said, you know, I want us to reach to – we've got to – we have to be in a league or there's just no point to this because um, we need to show some growth. We need to tell our players, here's our schedule. And so we applied, and they accepted us. And um, then I spent the rest of the off season going into 2019 hyping the team online and, you know, working with Daji to get everything together and – um, we uh, had a we, we're an ambitious team, but we're realistic too. And we, right. um, we we I wanted us every year. We need to do something new and challenging. And for us last year, it was joining a full time league, and then also making a about six hundred mile round trip to Oregon for an away match with the Portland Timbers U twenty threes. So. That was a way for our guys to bond, but, you know, they had to all get there, and then we had to try to mm-hmm. perform against a former PDL national champion, uh, yeah. USL2 now. And um, right. And little did we know that would be our only loss of the year. Um, we And we had a goal called back in a 2-1 loss to the Timber U23s. That was um, a good game, too. I, remember. I didn't yeah, watch it, but right. I remember that. I, I read about yeah. it, and, you know, that was – the, the Timbers uh, PDL pro. I, granted, their youth program doesn't seem very good, but their their PDL or uh, USL two. I still can't get my head around that. Uh, it was all. It's always been really good. So you know, I don't know what the disconnect is there, but um, you know, I think they, uh, they've always had a really right? strong yeah uh, uh, PDL program, USL two program. So. I think you and I are grandfathered in to always call it the PDL, and people just have to. <laughs> I think so. Pe- people just have to shut up and go, huh? Yeah, you know, because we're old. But uh, um, but imagine though, you're starting a team and you take the risk to do that, and then it pays off with our coach Dodgy after the game. He's able to say to them, "You guys held your own," mm-hmm. and it was big, and we did not lose. Well, we didn't lose. So after right. that, we got into league play, and we uh, won seven, drew three, and on the last uh, day of the season, we needed a result to win. It happened. So yeah. we uh, needed Nito Aguila Club America Seattle to draw or lose, and Federal mm-hmm. Way FC came through with a 2-2 draw, and that put us um, as champions in our very first year of organized league play. So um, it was and wild. They have, some, they have some star power at Federal AFC, too, because I think Lamar Nagel is associated with them now. I think Phil Blund is, too. I'm not sure about Phil. Um, I know he plays for the Stars. Well, they both play for the Stars now. Nagel has taken to playing indoors as well. So, And you see the – the Stars are starting an MPSL team with Washington Premier um, starting this next summer. So, uh, yeah, the other even though I'm dropped Friday when I was at the Stars game, so they dropped that yeah. on Friday. And there's more news from the Northwest today about the NPSL. I'll, I'll get I can catch up on that. I was going to oh, say there I there you go. Um, I uh, last week I made a graphic chart because I was trying to keep track of all the changes this year. 
and it, maybe that's still the goal wad that's left in me because I still want to keep track. But um, so yeah, the new one today is that um, FCM Portland, who used to be connected to um, FC Mulhouse, uh, the, mm. uh, the Canadian—I'm not the Canadian, the French team. Nice. They have merged with uh, International Port, Portland International Selects International, so it's IPSFC, and wow. they will drop the Mohouse banner and be called IPF, IPSFC, and um, they'll they'll be PDXFC's rival in the NPSL Northwest. So um, this on the heels of the Tacoma Stars going in there too and um, so the NPSL in the Northwest is going to have a different look this year um, uh, and I actually mean, so yeah go ahead they, they don't have I was much say, so, anyway since uh, you know since Kitsap kind of went out of business which was a sad day because you know uh, teams that get 10 years in you kind of it always breaks my heart when they just say you know what we're not going to do it anymore so uh, and they had some great moments. Uh, but yeah, they're right over here in my neighborhood. I live in Port Orchard, and so Port Orchard is probably 15 minutes away from their home ground. Yeah. And their former home ground, and uh, so I definitely had a soft spot. I was there when they won the national title, and <clears throat> I knew Robin Waite well, and some of the other guys, and. Um, when you have something go for 10 years and then stop, it hurts. And there's still yeah. people who still people who are, you know, sad that the Pumas aren't around yeah. anymore. Um, it's Look, I, I, if I have one bandwagon as a soccer person, and I probably have more than one, but if mm-hmm. I had one, it would be that regional leagues are the way to go over these national leagues. Um, yeah. The the Kitsap Pumas were in the PDL. Then they moved to the NPSL. In that move, they had to relinquish their name for an entire year because playing that. under the name Kitsap Pumas belonged to the USL. So they played for one year as Kitsap Soccer Club. Then they were able to, after that, be the Kitsap Pumas in the NPSL. But every year, Robin Waite, their owner, had to fork over, you know, thousands of dollars to, to run the team. And when they folded, the first thing I thought was, get somebody local and get the fans involved, and they can join mm-hmm. our regional leagues. The Pumas don't have to die. And, hey, they may come back someday, but um, they never should have gone away. They're, 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 you know, we we don't lose clubs in our regional leagues the way we do in the – in the USL and the NPSL. I mean, right. It, there's a long, long list of clubs, including one that's going to be switching again. The news mm-hmm. that broke last week that the Sounders U23s are no more. Well, right, that's yeah, because that was Lane Smith. And, yeah, and you know what I thought of first? They shouldn't have ever been. Why do yeah. I say that? Because they were the Tacoma Tides. Uh, and they should have been the Tacoma Tide. But uh, Lane came in and made him the Sounders U23, and now they've, they will have gone from Tacoma to Sumner, now up to probably Linwood or Everett, to be in the same county as my Steelheads. So, you know, what good, what service does that do to any fan to have clubs be doing things like that? Um, I don't know. I mean, if it's... It, yeah, that was not that, far from my house. So, yeah. Well, and to be fair, Lane put lots and lots of money into that club over the years. Um, it's just that it was a great players' club, and maybe mm-hmm. not, maybe not focused on being a club that fans could adopt in their community quite as much. They did do some reach out. They tried, and the Tacoma Tide also did. But um, when these clubs are moving like this. I don't know what that does to each local area um, in terms of building, you know, building a history and rivalries and all that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as you think, the regional league, just because the travel is so expensive, and I think for – I could be wrong, but 
just having a quick look, it looks like your longest road trip would probably be Grace Harbor, you know, there and back in in league, you know. Yeah, that's right. It's a it's a bit of a drive for us. It's a, it takes about probably four hours one way, depending on traffic. Yeah. Mhm. So it's an all day all day event. Of course, I love it because that's a beautiful old stadium out there that Grace Harbor plays in. It's one of the best. Uh, it looks like it's straight from the 1930s uh, mm. English, English, you know, lower league system. It's a beautiful ground. Um, it it has astroturf with with lines on it, but you know, or field turf. But uh, it's still a fun place to go, and you're near the ocean. And the players, yeah. on the other hand, they they probably you know wish the games were closer so they could get home sooner. But oh, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, well, I tell people the story of. Um, the U.S. Open Cup back in the 90s when the Yakima Reds were in the PDL and they were assigned a Open Cup playoff game at the Richmond Kickers. And this could <laughs> yeah, this that's... could not be this could not be farther away. It's what three thousand? Well, it's absolutely the other side. That club yeah. never recovered. Um, they spent no. a lot of money. They took planes where they could get them. There wasn't necessarily reimbursement back then. And the the that club is now, if you follow the bouncing ball, they went to North Sound. Or, yeah, they became the North Sound Seawolves, and then now they're the TSS Rovers up in yeah. Vancouver. So yeah. yet another example of how when you get involved with the – at the nationwide level of play, whether it's league or whether it's open cup, you're taking your chances financially. Luckily, yeah, Yakima get, United is is around and they're playing in the Evergreen cool, Premier League. But their badge is super cool too. So um, yeah, I really yeah, you're like a badge that fan. What do you, now, What do you think? What do you think of our fish? Because I, some people. I mean, when I first saw it, I loved it, or I liked it a lot, and then I thought, nah. Then I realized how versatile it was. Then we thought about changing, uh, and everybody got upset. They're like, what? Yeah. So, what, no, yeah. Why, why where where are you now? Yeah, why would you change? You know, it's, it, you guys have a unique look to your stuff, Is and that's one of the things why I like to highlight a lot of the lower league and non-league and whatever you call it is here in the States, the regional stuff is that there's so much there is so much originality nowadays there is out there i mean you can in a lower league have someone like Duffy support more than one team buy into more than one team look at the jerseys yeah. that are being put out look at like the actual emblems that are putting out you guys aren't the only ones that are doing great stuff i mean Ford Madison's always the ones that are brought out there, but just look across the whole nation of some of the really good stuff out there. Yeah, I, think yeah, I, have I love getting into every every low level club or lower league, local, you know, whatever you want to call it. I think I have a shirt from every guest we have on the show. I just I end up buying a shirt or trying to support the team because I'm a I'm a founders. I bought the founders club. For snow, yeah. the first year, I said, "Oh yeah, I got that." You know, and I love the the badge. You know, I think it's sharp. Uh, and I I did like the idea of the of the the handmade wood wood medals. I thought that was cool. It, it was unique as opposed to just you know finding a you know I don't know what the, what the cost is, but the fact that you did you went and took some time and had these things made that was that was a good touch. So. And I'm also excited. I might be one of the few. I mean, I'm excited for the Washington Cup because I think that's a long time coming uh, because we have a lot of uh, teams in Washington and have a trophy that, that they could all play for for the whole state. I think that's great. So, personally, I, I when I saw that, I said, oh, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's one of the things when we talked about – um, what can we do new each year? That's a new challenge. Uh, that for the for the Steelheads, that's it. We or one of the things anyway. We've got other stuff mm-hmm. planned that we're not announcing yet. But we did announce that we're 
definitely in the Washington State Super Cup, which gives us a chance to go against all the teams from whatever leagues, you know, get into the pool. And, um, you know, this year financially we're a little bit more stable so that if we get drawn to host a lot of those games that we're able to afford to do it. Last year we didn't want to take it on. But this year we were like, you know what? As defending league champs, you sort of got to do it. So yeah. we're excited about who, you know, about who we get drawn against and what happens in that knockout tournament. Nah, it should be fun. I'm excited for it. And uh, your goalkeeper got called into uh, the Cascadia uh, World Cup team. That was cool. I saw him. He actually played really well when he, they had the game here at French Field that I went to. So, uh his name has escaped me. I I just saw the article. I'm actually looking yeah, right at it. Yeah, Dorian Lair. Yeah. Dorian Lair. L A I R. Yeah. Yeah, he is local. He's from um the Shoreline area. And we thought we were pretty strong at goalkeeper last year and then all of a sudden Dorian is back from I don't know where he was. He he has played in the NPSL for in Oregon. And, mm-hmm. you know, when he came back, um, his vocal leadership out there in his direction and his athleticism made uh, the other guys, you know, kind of have to take a step back, but even though our other guys are pretty good too, and, um, you know, the results speak for themselves. We, Our last four games, we outscored our, team, the other, our opponents 18 to 1, and the one goal was a, just a, a, a howitzer that nobody would have stopped by a kid from uh, Grace Harbor. So Dorian, yeah, he's going to go to northern Macedonia and be part of the Kanifa Kanifa World That's Cup. Awesome. Um, and he he's actually going to go over, I think, earlier and be in in the UK for a, a preseason tournament in May. That they're also that Cascadia. Team Cascadia is also involved in, so it's oh, great nice. for Dorian. It's cool for the club, and yeah, it's weird that we're having people called up in our second year in, of existence, basically. But hey, you got to go with it. Yeah, no, you got to you got to strike with the iron side. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, and you have uh, I was you also have a bunch of your guys who are playing in the uh, WISL, so uh, with the Snohomish uh, Skyhawks, is that I think the name. That's right. The, so, uh, yeah. the Skyhawks are a indoor team that has been around in Snohomish for over a decade, and they have quite a tradition going of playing out of the uh, Snohomish Sky Dome, which is a really interesting-looking uh, rink with maybe 25-foot high walls and, and windows, and it's just a very unusual-looking place. But, uh, yeah, the Steelheads have 10 guys on the Skyhawks indoor roster and um, are helping them kind of be more hang hang with the big boys in Bellingham and Tacoma more yeah. this year. And um, so one of our guys uh, who was our MVP, Rio Alcorta, he is over there now playing for the Snohomish and um, Devin Chill, who was big for us outdoors is playing again indoors and, there's a big list of guys on our website, snokofc.com. There's a shout-out um, of yeah. who are doing it. And so those guys, you know, they're keeping in shape. They're banging around, and the whistle is is a competitive league. And a lot of those guys they play against, they'll see in the Washington State Super Cup. Well, and, and that just fits because, you know, Bellingham has a W. Are they in the WW? Are they in the – they have an outdoor team, Tacoma, you know, well, they have the indoor team and the big team, which they signed a bunch of players off the reserves. So, uh, you know, that team yeah, has been yeah. – they just need to find a, uh, a coach, you know, to get on my indoor soapbox. Yeah. I think John, I think Nick is a great player, maybe the best player in the uh, MASL, but I don't know if doing both jobs, is, I think that might be too much. That's just my opinion, so uh, – yeah, they seem to make inroads every year a little bit, the Tacoma Stars indoors, and then maybe a little step back in another area. So 
they're it's yeah. tough, and you know we're way they're way up there, and of course the the San Diego Soccers kind of dominate. So, but um, you know they're plugging along. Yeah, no, they are. So, but if yeah, we I'm go back that. to um, what I was talking about, uh, mm-hmm. regional play. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Bellingham. Um, we have actually the regional league here uh, that's statewide. It's called the Evergreen Premier League, and Bellingham is in that league. And it it's a okay. league that started um, back in 2014. was its first year. And at that time, other than on the East Coast with some of the big leagues there, like Maryland Majors or the Cosmopolitan Leagues and stuff, yep. there weren't necessarily a bunch of re- – it wasn't – a thing to have a statewide league that was going to be marketed and it was going to try to look semi-pro. And so the Evergreen Premier League came on and, you know, to be fair to those guys who started it, and also I was I was one of them, so I can blow my own horn a little bit, um, we've had a lot of compliments from copycat leagues ever since. Um, you can go right down and start with the Gulf Coast Premier League and go up to the Midwest and some of those leagues and in Texas. And uh, suddenly this idea of having either a state league that markets itself as semi-pro or a regional league, you know, it's taken on a lot of steam. And and like I said earlier, for good reason, because um, I think your soccer money can stay at home, and that is huge. And it's cheaper, you have more of a say, and you can make it look like what you're – region needs it to look like. Um, having said that, the Western Washington Premier League came along too, and so here you have a, the state of Washington now with these two um, leagues, and they had a meeting back in November. I was there, some other people were, about how can the the uh, Evergreen Premier League, which is now going into its seventh year, and the Western Washington Premier League, which will be in its third year, how can they work together? Should they work together? What can we do? Because, uh, you know, it's one state. So um, right. there were some interesting interesting ideas passed back and forth, and time will tell what happens. But, um, yeah, uh, it's, you know, Washington is very heavily populated on the west side of the mountains and sparsely populated on the east, so... Yeah, um, that's part of why another league cropped up because there's just so many people over here in clubs that wanted to start playing organized ball. Right. But, um, but that, but Bellingham, to go back to the start of that, Bellingham is a founding member of the Evergreen Premier League, and they're a great club that is really a model franchise, both indoor and outdoor, for what can happen in the state of Washington. They're, mm-hmm. you know. In some ways, they are kind of our um, Detroit City type of team. They have a fan base they, that travels. They have, um, you know, they're always competitive. There's just a good spirit around the club. They can sell beer on their ground, and they have a beer, several beers, in fact, that are named after the club. And so um, everyone is trying to play catch up with how far Bellingham United has come with how they've built their club out. Yeah. Well, they had that brewery right there, too. I think that's Colshan Brewery in Bellingham. So, uh, Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, it's a cool town. So, uh, yeah, it's it is. Just a, yeah. Mm-hmm. Somehow it's just working up there. It's, you know, they're far enough away from Seattle that people kind of want to support it. They don't really fall under the shadow of the Sounders too much. So, And that's true because that's – if there's one thing, the Sounders do cast a big shadow because there's a lot of – there's a lot of fans of soccer, but, you know, they just want the Sounders, and it doesn't always trickle down, unless they're just like me, who just seems to just spend his money as fast as he makes it, uh, you know, for various teams that I like to support, because I like going to college games, too. So, I did cut down a little bit last year, because my dog was getting depressed when my kids moved out, so I said, all right, maybe I'll just try to cut it down to just a few games, but... I don't know. I always uh-huh. have a hard time saying no. Because college yeah, we de- tickets we- are so cheap. <laughs> They're 50 bucks. Yeah, that's right. You know. Yeah, yeah. 
well, we definitely need more fans like you at all of the games. Um, because that's how it's going to work. Um, that's how you take some pressure off of the people trying to run it and pay for the stadiums and pay for the mm-hmm. uniforms and you know that's the way that it that's the way that it starts to matter is when people show up at the games. Yeah, well, that's true. And we've um, we're doing okay with in that uh, when it comes to that with the steelheads. Uh, we're you know I think getting about 150 fans per game average, and um, so for us. Um, if those could all turn into paid fans and not youth, youth fans or, you know, people that got into right. other things, then we probably could do really well just on that. But um, uh, but we're happy to have the support, and we are up in North County, a little bit away from where the Everett, the main city in, in Snohomish is, Everett. Mm-hmm. And um, But nonetheless, um, trying to build out a community up in um, Arlington, Marysville, Smoky Point, which is yeah. about an hour north, about an hour north of Seattle, as you know. Mm-hmm. I, I when I was reading, uh, reading, I was shocked to see that you lived in in Port Orchard because that that is a commute. <laughs> I was I remember my kid played hockey in in Bremerton one one season, and I had to do that commute, uh, and that was enough, you know. But trying to get to Bremerton on a Friday night. Uh, can be problematic. I did it, but it's you know the traffic on 16, as you know, is not always uh, smooth sailing. And then going over, paying the toll all the time, going over the bridge is always fun. So, yeah. Yep, it's a long trip. I uh, um, sometimes I will drive up to Kingston and then take the Kingston Edmonds ferry across, and that dumps you off in far north Seattle, well, in Edmonds, and you're, you're already in Snohomish yeah. County, and then I drive from Edmonds up to Smoky Point, which that trip I think you can do in less than three hours if the timing is right, one way. Um, but, uh, yeah, and when, when the Steelheads have a home match, it's an all-day thing for me, and um, I, yeah, it's fun, and I, I always ask myself, okay, are you having fun? Is this you know, and because at this level, it's got to be at least partially about fun. I mean, commitment, trying uh, to yeah. build something for people. But and um, but the guys know because I've talked with both Dodgy and Andrew a couple times about how I could see myself not being GM and being president, and <laughs> the president would, you know, wouldn't Just have to do so much state. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. President and website manager, like, something like that. Yeah. Now I feel guilty for uh, deciding that I don't really want to drive all the way out to Skagit Valley to see the uh, the exhibition game against Skagit Valley College because I wasn't feeling good. So, oh, I think I'm just going to stay home. And and after hearing that story, I said, come on, what is wrong with you? And yeah, Stephen, you're getting you quite, have... the, uh, <laughs> quite the geography lesson of Washington. <laughs> it's true. That's right. You know, and you you would have seen a new – brand new pitch there at Skagit College that they have. Oh. Um, it's one of those places where I think there needs to be a, a team like the yeah. Steelheads. It's up in uh, Mount Vernon. And yep. in the in the past, they've had a team there called the Skagit Rapids that played for a long time and eventually moved to Bellingham. But um, that is an area that definitely needs a team in the – Western Washington Premier League or in the Evergreen Premier League, one of those two. So do you have a lot of players that are, like, college age that might go out to, like, Skagit Valley or Western Washington or SPU or wherever? Um, I'm always I'm always intrigued where people get the players, you know, especially, um, you know, or is it guys that have just they've done all that and they just want to keep playing? And uh, you know they're just too good to not play. And now that you gave, they have the opportunity to play. So here we are, uh, which is, which is great too. So you know, it's pretty much uh, all of that. And um, okay. yeah, because our roster, well, 
and when I took over in 2018, one of the things at the end of the year when we, you know, t- t- took a deep breath and we said, well, where did our guys come from? I was mm-hmm. really shocked to see that uh, we had players from 17 of the 22 high schools in Snohomish County. Um, and, you know, you can't plan something like that. You can't plan yeah, no. that we're going to take a kid from each. But it ended up that we had that many different high school, you know, alumni that were now part of the team. So that meant guys from all over the county. And um, in 2019, we got some brand new fresh faces like Cade Cook, who was a, a grad of Kamiak in Muckleteo. And mm-hmm. he was, you know, 18 years old, kind of a string bean kid who is has an amazing throw-in and is a really composed um, uh, defender, back player. And he was so, – so you got a guy like that, who, and he eventually went to um, Everett Community College, and the announcement will be coming out soon, hush, hush, that he's going to be going to Seattle Pacific. So we're really proud of oh, him. Oh, sweet. To be yeah, going there. That's a program. He was our, yeah, he's a he's a great kid and really talented. So we'll yeah. be excited to see what happens to him at the D two level. So you got play, nice. players like that, but then on the other end of the spectrum, you've got um, players like John Troca, who was our uh, defensive player of the year. And John um, had played at Kingston High School, which is across the water, and um, he worked during the summer on a fishing processor. And um, so that meant that he was a great indoor player, but when it came time for summer ball, he was up in Alaska earning all right. of his money during the summer. And then so finally last year, we he wasn't doing that, and so we got him on the steelheads. And what does he do but impress everyone in the league and get talent scouts out and have people talking about who he is. And John is, I think he's in his mid-20s now, so, you know, but he's mm-hmm. he's – Closer to I think thirty than he is to the college level. He'll definitely let but, me know if I'm wrong on that one. Uh, th- this guy is nickname is Ginger Jesus, and he got some. Uh, yeah, he got some picture, so. yeah, he got some fun publicity from pro- protagonist soccer, and and by the way, protagonist soccer has been a friend of us, friend of ours. He's they've been great to the Steelheads, so we want to give protagonist soccer a shout out, but. Um, you know, so you got guys like that, or el- uh, older guys like Devin Schull and Andrew Escalante, and I'm probably leaving some people out, but they, um, um, you know, it's a mix. So uh, when it all comes together, it's a true community team. Well, and that, that's the nice thing. If you stay in the region, you have that regional feel, uh, That can, you can just build on that, you know, because I think that would bring, you know, Everybody comes, you know, and they, you know, maybe a couple of friends go to see because it's a friend, and then you got a couple more people. So, you know, and just build the regional identity. Oh, like you say, because you have teams that are moving every year, there's no chance to build that identity uh, or a sense of home, you know, and then you, you know, and you, you're smart taking the whole county in your name. So, as opposed to like Smoky Point, you know, nothing against Smoky Point. I've, I've, I've been through Smoky Point many times on my way <laughs> up north, but you know, I mean, you know what I mean. Not just to have like a, one of the ta- cities in the in the county, but encompass the whole county, so it kind of ties everything together. So and, and it's yeah, you know, it's too. a it's a football thing. Darby County, Knotts County, yeah. Snohomish County. There, see, we're all, <laughs> we're all in the same big county family yeah. there, but. Um, we're proud of Snohomish County as a county, and it's, you know, it has benefited from having Boeing for all these years, and now that Seattle is off the charts growing, um, that's where people are headed when they can't find yeah. a place to stay, is they're headed north to Snohomish, and so, it's uh, you know, our county is changing in a big way, and um, and of course, in a huge way with Two more teams joining us this year. We we will have uh, derbies this year. Um, the Everett Jets have the Everett Jets have joined the Evergreen Premier That's League, right. and they are 15, 15 minutes away that. from us. Mm-hmm. And we learned last week that the Sounders U23s are going to be run by Sound FC, and they are mm-hmm. 
out of Linwood, Woodenville, which is also in Snohomish County. And so there hasn't been an official announcement, but we're assuming that they also are moving to Snohomish. So the Steelheads came on board, and just a few years later, um, there, there could be three clubs. So, yeah. um, uh, And we may well play at least one of them. Stay tuned. Derbies are going to happen, I think. Ah, derbies are always fun, but you don't want to do too many. Uh, um, you know, I think yeah, you got to learn and you got to let them that. develop naturally too. Yeah, because yeah, you, uh, you know, I I don't I enjoy them when they're over. I don't necessarily enjoy them in the build up because it's too stressful for me. But I enjoy them when they're over, uh, and we have won. <laughs> I'm totally with you, and you must be talking timbers. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Sounders Timbers. I mean, you know, there's just nothing to enjoy about it during the process. And then later on, because, you know, you've ranked on each other all week long and your blood is boiling and you've got to go there and, you know. Does David know why you're on here? Duffy, does David know how I got you? Yeah, no, I don't think he does, actually. No, that's funny you say that because. You will will love this one. I'm actually a Timbers fan. I've done a lot of coverage. <laughs> Duffy's predecessor worked with, in every form or another, the Portland Timbers, and he's now back working in their youth system. I've known Duffy online for years. It goes back maybe six, seven, eight years, as long as I've been doing the pod. Um, I sent him out a pod scarf years ago. He sent me out a um, sounder scarf. It's one of the best ones I have. But anyway, when when um, sounders are going to the first their first MLS Cup, I shoot my mouth off online. I go, hey, if Toronto makes it, if um, Seattle wins, Duffy, I'll have you come on and do the post game show for it. Duffy's like, yeah, sure. So we're going, 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 and it's looking like, okay, it's it's Toronto. I'm cool. That last goal goes in, and I'm going, oh, I shot my mouth off again. Dang it. So yep. Duffy comes on, does a real great episode, yada, 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 great one. My co-host says about a month and a half later, yeah, I'm going back into coaching. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> no, it's six months because it was it was in September of that next year that he quit on me. So I shut my down for a month, going, um, where the hell do I go at this point? Because Chris Gluck was supposed to be the last. It's supposed to be my last co-host. Now Duffy is, so Duffy better not go get a coaching job this time. I just added into the into the mix. I I don't I don't stop doing stuff. I just add it into the mix. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll work less at my job before I'll do less of the fun stuff because I work hard enough. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, you already get up. You already get up earlier than me, and I'm on the East Coast, so I mean. I'll get up and go, crap, he's already been up for three hours. Jesus. Yeah, I get up at 3 o'clock in the morning, so. Yeah. But anyway, you know, Dave, this has been fun. David, this has been fun. I, You guys have a great online presence, and partly because it's, because it's you with it. But where else can we find you so we you can develop more fans worldwide? Uh, You mean other than snocofc.com? Perfect. Yeah, we are we are on um, pretty much the main one. Our handle is the same all across every social media. It's at S N O C O F C. So that works on Instagram, Tumblr, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and probably even on a search engine. It would it would bring it, bring you to our our home site. So. Um, yeah, and we actually do have founders. Duffy, who's lovely enough to be a Founders Club member, we also do have a Founders Club member in Australia, and we have three of them in Hong Kong. So, 
Wow. Um, it's uh, and our our kit, our our, our um, hex kit, which is known for being several shades of gray and having hexagonal shapes, is for sale in in a in a shop in Britain. In classic, I think it's called ClassicFootballShirts.uk. So oh, we have had we have had that people nice. we've had people take pictures at uh, non-league matches wearing our kit, and um, we get those all the time. And so it was really exciting for us. Uh, some of this only pays off in having us feel good, and we don't get a cent from it. But yeah. um, but of course the founders clubs. That's been a a really important thing for us uh, because it's been a, between the Founders Club and some other income that we have coming in, we've been able to pay our bills for the first few years, and that makes us a, a, a community club. I mean, if if fans weren't sending us a hundred bucks this year, it was it's one twenty five. Oh, um, nice. For a lifetime, for a li- and you know you get a lifetime season pass and you get a scarf and some other stuff that we send out. Um, mm-hmm. If fans weren't doing that, then that would be you know three or four thousand dollars that we didn't have. And at this level, that's like you know thirty thousand for someone else in a in a much larger area. Every penny yeah. counts for us and. But so does goodwill, and so does um, just social media and having fun with it. And so um, we, you know, our, our hashtag this year is Get Hooked. Um, mm-hmm. And so you can search that, too, and it has double meaning. It, for our players, it means come to Snohomish County where um, we have a great coach in Dahan Kessim who is, uh, you know, serious about what he does and can help guys improve and has a winning track record. And for fans, of course, it means get hooked on supporting this local team because it, they're winners, it's a lot of fun, and it's something fun to do in Snohomish. You don't even have to go down into the Seattle traffic to sure. to see some soccer. Yeah. Exactly. And I think the Snohomish County Sports Commission can reach out to Major League Soccer about some potential copyright infringement with that Chicago Fire logo because it looks awfully similar to Snohomish mm. County Sports Commission logo. Little, little suspicious. Uh, other there, than, huh? Yeah, a little bit. Other than the county's uh, logo we, looks a lot better. And thank you for bringing them up because I want to give them a shout out. They, um, when you talk about making it work at this level, the Snohomish County Sports Commission connected us to the Snohomish County Tourism Board, and through them we applied for a grant uh, that comes out of hotel tax money from when visitors come to Snohomish and they pay that visitor's tax in hotel rooms. And mm-hmm. we were granted enough money to pay for all of our home stadium use last year. So nice. The, the, yeah, the check came in about a month ago, and we're waiting to put it into our checking. And um, so last year's stadium usage was paid through our relationship with the Snohomish County Sports Commission. And um, right that's just, anyone who might be out there who's listening, uh, that's one of the first things you got to do when you're founding a team is look and see, does your county, does your area have a sports commission? Because those guys and gals, they live and breathe – to help clubs exactly like you. I mean, that's what they do. Yeah. And they yeah. they might have stars in their eyes with big league teams. They may be, you know, doing a lot of that stuff. But they also are there to help the little guys. And, you know, um, so you got to explore those sort of things. And like I said, we, we uh, got our whole first year in the league covered. And so now we go into the second year um, with that money in reserve to – to build on, so that'll work. Yeah. Yep. All right. Great. That sounds awesome. Perfect. Well, you know, this was great. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll, we're going to have you on again because it's always fun to have reoccurring guests and talk about other things other than the big teams that there are that are out there. So. Yeah. Let's yeah. Have fun, um, let's have fun later this summer and talk about it. Cool. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. Guys, this was fun. Right, thanks, thanks, for the, thanks for the, yep, yeah. thanks for the chat. Yeah, no problem. 
Well, next week we'll be back on. We'll have some fun. Wow. Duffy, we actually went for an hour for the first time in almost a year. That's always always fun. Well, we will get everybody back next week. I don't know if I will pop on randomly on Sunday. I'm kind of thinking that since really the NFL is gone. And Kansas plays is starting to do the Saturday Monday things. I don't have a Sunday game, so you never know. Anyway, Duffy, I will talk to you on Wednesday. All right, sounds good. Yeah.